Hello guys and welcome here to Tinkle Sports Talk. Um, before we get going, because we forgot to do this for the last parental holiday, we're sorry moms, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, <laughs> thought I'd throw that out before we forget. Yes, happy Dad's Day on this lovely yeah. episode that we are recording. <laughs> Yeah, and keep my recording the night before. So, yep. this is fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, coming up on the show is uh, Jason is getting a text. <laughs> we got a lot no, of NBA. That, was, that wasn't me. <laughs> Someone just had the ringer on. I don't know who, but anyway, coming up on the show today, we're going to talk a lot about the NBA. Um, we've got mm -hmm. some NHL news as well, and then we're going to talk some MLB before we bring on Tinkle on this. We don't have any NFL news that's really big other than the same old, same old, so we're better off just steering away from NFL today. At so, least for the week. <laughs> at least for the week. Um, we might have it back next week. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, here we go. Let's get started. Um, let's kick things off by uh, talking about the playoffs, the thing in the forefront right now. Um I was going to talk about the game that's going on as we're recording, but we're not going to do that. Um, the Sixers are nope. for, have forced Game 7 against the Hawks. Um, to be honest, I'm surprised because um, the Sixers did not look good in this series. They have not looked good so far Nope. in this series. I thought it would be clear-cut, obvious that Atlanta. Atlanta would win this game. But we'll have to see tomorrow. The game's at 3.30. Actually, 3.30 mm -hmm. today. I'm sorry. I forgot we're premiering And I'll be watching Sunday. it. <laughs> I will not. I want to watch the series. I'll, I mean, <laughs> oh, actually, I think, no, that game is later. The, the one that's at 3.30 is actually the first game of the Suns and Clippers series. Oh, oh, oh we'll yeah, yeah, that. you're right. The Suns next topic. That was at 3.30. The later game is the 76ers yeah, and the so Hawks game. Yeah, so we're probably. going backwards here today. So we're going to just start from the bottom up, okay? That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I I, I got to lean toward the Hawks, though, if I'm going to pick anyone to win game seven. I don't know. Doc Rivers. Um, I think the only way that the, the Hawks are going to win this game is if you get a really big performance from Trey Young. Not saying that the 76ers aren't a good team. They have a great offense. I mean, See, I, I'm still going to say I'm really salty about Seth Curry being traded away from Dallas, but that's from a that's for a different day and different yeah. discussion. Um, um, yeah. He's clearly showed why he's been a great player in the NBA. He always seems to bring it in the playoffs. And, always, and the weird thing is, it always seems to be... I can with great talent around him. Not saying that yeah. you know Look, he I mean, didn't in Dallas, but you have Ben Simmons. As far as the set, as far as the 76ers go, yeah, I haven't really seen much out of them at all. If you had to force a game seven against a team that didn't do as great as you guys did in the regular season, means you've been weak to begin with, and you shouldn't have been in the spot you were in to begin with. Um, as far as Atlanta, I think I want to go with Atlanta as well because you, they just have a, such a young and great um, core around them. 
better than 76ers. Mm. Just the only thing is, I just don't see them going anywhere past the Eastern Conference Finals because the Nets and the Bucks are two great teams right now. Yeah. And neither of them are giving up in this series. So, like, they're, they're definitely the teams that beat in the East right now. And I'm sorry, the, 76ers or the Hawks, your time yeah. in the playoffs is either handed yeah. in the semifinals or it's going to end in the Eastern Conference Finals. And you're not going to the finals. It's going to be either the Bucks or the Nuts. Yeah. I still think it's the Nuts. Yeah. They have a slight edge yeah. over the Bucks, I think. Should I point um, out that as we're recording, uh, the Bucks are down by three? So I just thought yeah, I'd point that gonna, out. It's probably not going to last, but... And then also again, the um, Lightning and Islanders are tied. But we're going to talk NHL shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like I said, I, I have to agree with you. I, I'm definitely going with Atlanta in this series. See, they just look like the better whoever's... team all together. Whoever, and whoever wins is setting themselves up to lose against the Bucks or the Nets, I think. Unfortunately. No, unfortunately. I mean, that, those are just two good teams, okay. and you, you're not going to be able to beat them as much as you try. But I was going to say as well, I don't want to just hand the win to the Bucks if they're the team that moves on tonight. Because mm-hmm. I think Atlanta has a shot against the Bucks. I don't know about the Sixers. Mm. I think the Sixers are questionable because they've yeah. really blown a lot of leads so far. Um, yes, yes, they have. And we'll, of course, talk about that later. You yeah, maybe later. Keep it, maybe. Keep watch. <laughs> we got a lot for Tinkle on this this week, so trust me. <laughs> you never know what will come out on top. But, um... Anyway, the uh, Clippers and Suns series, it's going to start without Kawhi and CP3, um, two of the all-stars that we all looked forward to mm-hmm. seeing in this series, and uh, CP3 still not cleared from the COVID protocol. Um, yeah, and we don't be... even know if he's going to play in the Western Conference Finals well, to begin with. I... He could very well miss yeah. every single game, but we don't know. You're saying if it's the 10-day um, quarantine, he should be back very mm-hmm. shortly. But if it's not, this could have big, big finals implications. But Yeah, and the funny um, thing is, like, the Clippers, the, the thing about the Clippers, as much as I hate them because of personal um, yeah. hatred, because of, you know, yeah. you know why. I don't have to explain myself, See, but... Their stars just are stepping up. Is that what you need to do yeah. when one of your main stars goes down? Quiet Leonard is out. You want to know who's stepping out? Stepping up, Paul George. Karen yeah. Spann, a lot of their supporting cast are stepping up. And that's what you need to do when you have one of your See, big stars out. But what I've noticed... As far as... Oh, uh, what, what I was going to say is what I've noticed is they're just survival artists. They're not really... It's, to yeah. me... Based on what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like they're doing anything to try to just win the series outright. They're mm-hmm. just, they're just like car- they're the cardiac team of the playoffs. Okay, they're the cardiac team of the playoffs. So. so to me, even if they don't get in because CP3 didn't play, um, mm-hmm. you know, does this even count at this point? Do they really deserve to be there? 
I guess is the real question. Now, if they beat them with CP3. Well, the yeah. The Clippers or the Suns? Yeah, no, the Clippers. If they beat the Suns without CP3, can you really count it? Especially if they pull off this remarkable, like, say the Suns get up 2 nothing, and then the Clippers just win out like they did against the Mavs. You know... I was just gonna say that I could see them very well baiting in the Suns, think like making yep. them cocky, thinking that they had the series already, two games to none, and then Kawhi and like, comes haha, back. We've done this the last, yep. haha, we've done this the last two games or last two series, and we're just gonna win it all. Yeah. Problem is, who do you think is gonna come back first? Do you think it's gonna be CP3 or you? It's gonna be Kawhi because that I feel like it's gonna be what plays in this series, whoever's going to come back first is definitely going to... Um... I don't even really want to place a bet on that, to be honest. Like, I mean, CP3's in the I want to say CP3 will be back before Kawhi will. Kawhi... What are the chances they Only both because... come back at the same time? That's the other thing. 50 and 50, I, I, I think say, I think that's more realistic. Yeah. Um... Well, first off, we don't know the extent of Kawhi's knee injury. I think Tyron, yeah. um, Tyron Lue is playing it off. I think he knows but, it's a lot worse than it is, but he's not sta stating anything. But here's All he stated, well, he's going to be out game one. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. He's going to be out game one. <laughs> How bad is this I, knee injury you're kind of not letting us but, know but here's the thing and i discussed this on the canteen podcast when they had that when we were discussing the uh stanley cup finals and how they didn't disclose mm. how serious uh steven stamkos's injury was last uh championship round or last championship round yeah. and i said they're not I, actually, I don't know if I did discuss it on there, but I had said from the start, the only reason they're not disclosing it is because they don't want it to be a target area. If they if they disclose it and Tyron's like, it's pretty bad, now you're going to have the Suns trying everything they can to attack that target area. They're going to do everything they can to make sure Kawhi is in the most discomfort he could possibly be in. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and try to injure him. I'm saying that they're yeah. going out there to try to really expose that weakness. You don't want to tip off mm -hmm. your opponents to show that kind of weakness. And on top of it, you don't want the serious injury. You don't want to say, well, the injury was serious, and then have, say, you lose the series 4 nothing. I don't think that's going to happen, but... Say you do lose no. the series four nothing. You don't want people using the excuse while Tyron said that Kawhi's knee injury was pretty serious. That's why, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be the one using uh, that as a crutch. So. I want to say like, for this series, for the Suns to win, if like, you know, Chris Paul is out for an extended amount of time. I need to see a lot of Devin Booker. I need to see the Devin Booker that's been going mm -hmm. lights out in this in this playoff run. I need a Devin Booker that's probably going to have to average like 30, 40 points a game. And I know he's very capable yeah. of doing it. He's done it in the past. He's going to have to be that kind of player, at least to mm -hmm. start off with. 
Um, that team needs to build off of Devin Booker. I get it. Yeah, Chris Paul is a as a floor spacer and knows how to, you know, put the ball where it needs to go to create offense. Devin Booker is not really that kind of player as a mm-hmm. as a point guard standpoint. As far as the Clippers, you're just gonna need to do what you've been doing. You need guys to step up and take over the game like you have been doing. I mean, not saying like. Paul George, the weird thing about Paul George, he's a different kind of Paul George than he was last year in the playoffs. Because the Clippers last year in the playoffs, Paul George didn't show up at all. This year, yeah. he is showing up and showing up in big fashion. Like, he knows Because he wants what's to at show people that he's still the star. A star. Yeah. Not the star. Sorry. No, he's definitely um, not the star. He's a star on that team. No, and I think... and I, I give Tyron Lue a lot of credit to change around that team, more so than freaking Doc Rivers ever could, and that's kind of just a low blow to Doc Rivers. Like if you couldn't but... take Kawhi Leonard and Paul George very far, then that looks really bad as a head coach. See, and it's Tyron Lue because I backed. I didn't up even stuff. think that he would do very well in the West. He goes into the West hmm. and like takes him to the their first ever. East, I think this is their first ever Eastern Conference Finals appearance in uh, franchise history, to be honest. Oh, man. I still don't if think Tyron's that not... good. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I think it's more so the players he has. But I yeah. think we're going to go on. I, I yeah, have to choose. Um, on. Oh, yeah. I let's make our predictions. Sons, yeah. I'm going to say Suns I, and I gotta Seven. Choose the sons. I'm going to say Suns and Seven. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. This is this is a very tough pick to make just because of how the yeah. Clippers have been the cardiac team the entire playoffs. <laughs> so it's I know. I'm telling you, I I I'm not like I'm gonna be like James Holzhauer here for a second. I'm not going all in, but I'm going like fifty one forty nine right now. In right. favor of the Suns. I'm just gonna so. say this now, I don't wanna go delve <laughs> too more deep into it. If the Clippers do get into the finals, they mm. definitely want to have gotten it easy. That's all I got to say. They had to mm. fight and claw their way to get yeah. into the finals. And then if they do, they'll be like, okay, you know what? Maybe they deserve it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a very interesting coaching consideration for the Blazers. Yeah. Um, I know Becky too, Hammond's too name is definitely running. Becky Hammond has definitely been an interesting name. Um, I know, you know, Eric Spolstra, even mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups has been mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, and there's like another guy that's out there that's in consideration for it. But there's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of, I mean, yeah, there's not so great. And then there's a lot of potential candidates that are looking to be first year head coaches. Of course, Spolstra is the Miami Heat head coach right now. Um, as far as Bolsher leaving Miami, I think it would be a good decision for him to probably jump shift in conferences to join up and uh, coach Damian Lillard and hmm. CJ McCollum. Because if there's any coach that I think that could really make them into the all-stars that they should be, it's Eric Spolstra. See, I, here's where I'm going to be selfish. I, You know, first off, um, I want to just point out that he is under consideration 
but it's not known the level of seriousness. And from what I've read so far, it doesn't look like it's a serious talk right now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but again, you could read one thing and there could be something totally different going on behind the scenes. You can't trust a lot. Unless it's Adam Schefter, you can't trust insiders anymore. <clears throat> so I nope. just want to point that out. Um, you know, here's the thing. I, I have stated for a while, and I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's a fact at this point that Spolstra is the best mm -hmm. coach in the NBA. I, I you yeah. know, he doesn't have the championships to show for it. He, okay, let's face it. Okay, if he, you know, you could argue, well, if he was the best coach, then the Heat would be winning championships every single year or be in the running yeah, for no. one. But here's why I say he's the best coach. Because he's a guy, again, and I've stated it probably too many times on the show that I'm just going to be re uh, repeating on a broken record here. He has taken teams <laughs> that shouldn't have won even 20 games and has put them in the battle for the eighth seed, if not in the playoffs. Okay? Right. Not to mention, he took a team last year that should have been out first or second round to the NBA Finals. Um, should I also note that, again, as a Heat fan, I was not expecting them to win that finals, but I said just the fact of them being there, and if they can make it a series, I won't have any reason to be upset. And Jason knows I've said right. this, okay? Yes. <laughs> he knows I said it, so it's on record, but, you know, I think Spolster's it's got... on our record, maybe not on everybody else's. See, but here's the thing. He's got a young Tyler Hero who had a pretty big sophomore slump, but I think he can get over it. Um, yeah. You know, he's got a team there. He's got something there to work with already. Why would you even field an offer right now knowing that you've got, you've got a team that just came off an NBA Finals appearance and jump ship? This is like Kevin Durant type... Thing. If you if Eric Spolstra jumps ship, it is the next. It is the coaching level of Kevin Durant right there. Okay, <laughs> it is the coaching equivalent to what Kevin Durant did to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you can't even convince me otherwise. Now, as far as Becky Hammond goes, I'm gonna tell you. We are long overdue for a female coach. Yes. We've had a lot of minority coaches. We have had a <laughs> lot of minority coaches, and that's great. We do need more. But at the end of the day, we got to come down to the best guy for the job or best woman for the job. And Becky Hammond has proven time and time again she is the best woman candidate for any job in the NBA. And she's been on a coaching staff that knows hey. how to get into the finals. She was there in 2014 when they won yeah. against the Miami Heat. So she knows exactly what it takes to get there mm. and knows the right pieces to put in place to yeah. put success on a team. I think it is the right time yeah. for a, um, her to be a NBA head coach. I don't yeah. know who's going to be the one that's going to take the take um, next step for her. It could be anybody. I mean... My team could be one of them. Um, any of the teams that are looking for one. Um, yeah. I know Pelicans are a team that's out there for a head coach. Blazers are. Interesting. The Celtics are. The, the Mavs are. There, there's a lot of teams looking for one. 
I can't see why she couldn't yeah. be in heavy consideration, to be but, honest. But here's what I'm going to argue here. Okay, quit teasing with these interviews, okay? We have had teases for interviews this offseason with Eric Bieniemy. Don't interview Becky Hammond if you aren't serious about offering her the job at this point because right. I think her track record in San Antonio speaks for itself. Um, again, mm-hmm. I can't overstate it enough. We've been long overdue for more minority coaches. And even more so, we are long overdue for a female coach. Okay? Nancy, let's look at uh, Ice Cube's Big Three real quick. Because there is a female coach in Ice Cube's Big Three. And that is uh, Becky, or not Becky Hammond, uh, Nancy Lieberman. Okay? Mm. Here's the thing. If Nancy Lieberman can coach, if the Big Three, a smaller league, can have a female coach, why can't the NBA? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Let me argue that, okay? And not to mention, and I'm not just going to say just because she's a woman, she needs to be hired. It's on her qualifications on why she needs to be hired. She is coached under, regarded the best NBA coach in history, one of the best. Mm-hmm. Though I don't consider him that, but to many he's <laughs> considered that. Um, let's see. Um, over on Out of Turn 4, we discussed a female ownership team. Uh, Pareto Autosport competed in the Indy 500 with a female owner. We've not had a female crew chief yet. Okay, we've had some female coaches in the NFL. Why don't we just start hiring who's the best fit for the job? Okay, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to get at is um, Becky Hammond is the best candidate for the job. And if anyone thinks mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't think you're watching the same basketball you are, me or you are watching. Right. So, but let's. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, let's move forward though. Um, Mavs have fired their GM, and immediately after Rick Carlisle resigned, and here's where I say it's about time Rick Carlisle left. Um, <laughs> but can we add to this that Dirty Dirk is now in the front office? So, yeah, definitely on purpose. Um, it was time. It's all, it was it's time. All, so then, he, it oh yeah, it was definitely time. As soon as it's been, as soon as we won that championship, and then the year after we went five games to the Thunder, I'm like, yeah, something's gotta fucking give. Some, hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, something did has I to just give hear what I think I that just, team. <laughs> just yeah, you did. It's I'm whatever. Sorry. I'm not gonna censor <laughs> so, anything. Um, something has to, something definitely had to give. Yeah, here's the thing. Right in there. But you could also blame friend, uh, front office, like, well, we didn't keep our championship team. Well, it's because Mark Cuban didn't want to spend the money during the time. Yeah. And apparently there's been stuff going on. Well, he's, he's willing to spend the money. Really? He's willing to spend the money? How come every time we've been... Willing to spend the money. We haven't gotten any all-star. We were supposed to get Dwight Howard. Never got him. We were supposed to get go after... Um, but to be fair... A lot of these other guys... To be guys fair, you dodged him. a bullet getting uh, Dwight Howard. You guys dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah. Because no, look, look at how a downward yeah. spiral his career went. Right. No, there are just so many like all-stars. Like Even 
Giannis was in consideration. Yes, I know, you know, he signed that big old max deal and he could still be in consideration for NBA Finals mm. appearance this year, but who knows. Um, as far as the right time to clean house, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. Um, it was I feel like it was either Luca was going to leave or Rick Carlisle was going to leave. There was going to be no if ands, or buts. There wasn't going to be both stay or both leave. It was going to be Luca, you know, staying on that max contract or Rick Carlisle staying in a max. Then Luca's mm-hmm. like, all right, if he's going to stay, I'm out. Yeah. I think it was the right decision for um, the Mads to fire Donnie Nelson because he hasn't really done anything since the championship year. Um, as far as Rick Carlisle hasn't done anything since the, the championship year. And they were both on that same championship year. Uh, and Luca's in very high consideration to sign a max deal. I can't see why he wouldn't go for it. He's a young player. And what if, if I know anything about these young players, they want to get the dough. <laughs> um, who's in under consideration for a coaching gig there? Um, their assistant head coach, uh, Becky Hammond, is supposed to be in consideration. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, Mike D'Antoni. Uh, but Stan Van, Stan Van Gundy, Gundy is... and Mike D'Antoni, I do not want them anywhere close to that. See... But Stan um, Van Gundy is considered every year. Most... I know he is. But Okay, cool. You took the freaking magic to the finals in 2009. Congratulations. Do you want a freaking cookie? I mean, I know he could eat definitely a lot of them. I'm not saying that because, you know, yeah. say it that. But um, Stan Van Gundy's that, that great of a head coach. Like, you literally rode off of a very prime, great Dwight Howard to get you to the finals, mm. but you lost to. He rode that bicycle to, until uh, only player that matters. He rode that bicycle you until to Kobe. St- until Stan Van Gundy or until uh, Van Gundy got the uh, baseball bat in the front tire from him. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess the only person I would like to probably see, I think Terry Stotts would be a very interesting move for there. Um, um, keep in mind, uh, Washington's coach Scott got canned Brooks too. Is, yeah, Scott Brooks is available. He would be a cool guy to the go for, go for the Mavericks job. I mean, he he was there with KD and Westbrook, so he knows how to be able to mash two all-stars together so he's he's been mm. there done it with that and had success i can't see why he couldn't do the same thing with kp and luca yeah um see i as far as their assistant i think the assistant getting promoted like head coach makes the most sense because he already knows the system but so the problem with that see. is with him already knowing the system is it going to be the same kind of system as Rick Harlow, or is it going to be a whole different system? That's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah. I think the Mavericks should bring in a whole different head coach. It's going to bring in a different system yeah. with different head, assistant, head, assistant coaches. I think that's the right move to do as of having an assistant that already knows Rick Harlow's system and is going to still want to implement See, it. That's the only problem I, think, I have. I, I've said for the last... I, I would say better part of four to five years that Rick Carlisle needed to go. 
I I think yeah. it's fair to say I've said that for the last four to five years. Any coach who has finished 14th in the Western Conference or 12th or, you know, that's about where they were hovering three years ago. Yeah. And they were hovering there consistently. Before they got Luka. Before they got Luka, they were hovering there consistently. Any coach on any other team would have gotten fired at that point. Okay, because that's unacceptable. What made you think he was going to turn things around at that point? Okay, yes, granted, he kind of did, but he still... Mm-hmm. Now you've got a team, and here's the thing, you stuck it out, which is great. You stuck it out, you got to the playoffs, but you're still going out in the first round. Okay. I know. Here's where you got to say, maybe we should have rethought this. Um, right. <laughs> and I think this is where Mark Cuban is paying for it now. And I wouldn't say that he was too cheap to pay that championship team. It's he thought he could do better. And then when he realized he couldn't, that's when the downfall started. Okay? I think that's exactly what it was, too. Okay. Because he wasn't willing to pay them more than, like, giving them one-year deals. Yeah. He kept on giving them one year, see, one year, one year. It was he like, yeah. like, now, now he's been extending everybody, like, maybe three, four years. Back in that time when at, when we won the championship, it yeah. was always, oh, well, we'll give you a one-year deal. A one-year deal. A one-year mm-hmm. deal. People were like, I don't want that. I'm going to go somewhere that's going to give me a mm-hmm. long-term contract for a lot more money. Yeah. And that's what happened. And here's the thing. It's rumored that, okay, in a way, Dirk Nowitzki is now John Elway for the Dallas Mavericks, okay? I think that's uh, a fair assumption In a to way, say. except he's not... Like a GM, he's, though. He's, but here's the thing. Neither is John Elway anymore because now the Broncos have hired their GM. But now Dirk yeah. Nowitzki is in that kind of weird ambassador role that technically, in a mm-hmm. way, is like John Elway's current job and that he has final say in the decisions. Right. Okay. I think Dirk was brought mm-hmm. in to be able to help Mark Cuban See? in... The search for a GM and a head coach. Because I feel like Dirk knows what could be best for this program because, yeah. you know, he won a championship there. So, but, of course, he's going to know what's best for yeah. the team. But can I point this out as well? That I think even though many people think Dirk has a say in the coaching job, I hate to tell you, the person with the last laugh Mark, is Luka Doncic. It's Mark Cuban. No, no. The person with the last laugh is Luka Doncic. Because I think if this coach, yeah, he might. If this coach doesn't at least get him close to a Western Conference final, and he gets held back mm-hmm. by another bad coaching decision, or he gets held back by he's another by another supporting cast that didn't help him, he's gonna be in mm-hmm. the same situation as Zion, saying, "Why am I gonna come back here if you're not gonna help me?" Okay, he's gonna be in that LeBron James situation from 2010 of. If you're not going to help me, why am I going to stay? Okay. Exactly. Here's the thing. This is the problem with today's players. There's no loyalty. They want championships and they want money. And sometimes they don't get the best of both worlds. Nope. Okay. It's either they get the money and no championships or they get the championships and get less money. Okay. And even if you do get the championships and the money, you technically have to take a pay cut anyway to get the championships. So... I'm just mm-hmm. saying, 
You know, it's going to come down to that. And I think, again, Luca's going to have the last laugh in this. Okay. We know. Yeah, I think so. We too. know for a fact that Mark Cuban's going to have final say. But I'm telling you, if the results aren't there next year, I guarantee you, Luca, when it comes contract time, he's going to laugh at Mark Cuban, go like this right in his face, and be like, why am I going to play here if you're not helping me? So oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move forward. We're actually starting to fall yeah. a tad behind here. Um, Kemba Walker has been traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second-round pick. Um, this one was surprising. I, I woke up to this one, and it was a shocker, honestly. I'm shocked they got rid of Kemba. But to be fair... I mean, I knew yeah. he wanted out, but I didn't think it the trade was going to be coming so soon like it did. I thought, okay, maybe they're going to wait till like the yeah. off season. No, they were like, nope. Yeah. They're like, you want out? Trading him You're right out. away, basically. Fine. Like, yeah. we're not... I'm pretty sure Brad Stevens was... And it definitely had to be a Brad Stevens type of move. Because I don't think... Um, there had to be tension. There. I don't think Danny Ainge would have had the guts to do something like that. That was definitely... No. Brad Stevens, as soon as he went to being yep. a GM, nope, I'm you making this move. Fine. Bye-bye. I think you Because I think, sh- I think yep. he... I think he was mad. I think he was mad about Kyrie getting traded. I, I think he's just salty about that. And I think something, there must have been an issue there with Kemba. And he's like, fine, you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. And I think he sent a message to the team right then and there and said, you know what, anyone else not want to play for me? Because I'll trade you the next day too, okay? Um, I think he's he's flexing, that's the thing. He's flexing his power right now. Yeah, and... That could either be a good or bad thing. I'm going to lean toward bad. I mean, bad. they bring back Al Horford. He's now... Yeah, I think so, too. I'm That's gonna, why I, you know, I put that down. But Do I'm think leaning he has to, a lot on his plate but as I'm, the new GM? I'm leaning toward bad because look at what happened to Bill O'Brien when he got that power. Look at where the Texans are rebuilding-wise. Okay? Yeah, I know. Let's put it this way. <laughs> this mess with the Texans is all his fault right now. Okay, minus the Deshaun Watson thing. That thing is a totally separate issue. But, right. um, yeah, that's all his fault. The draft picks, um, the loss of stars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all I can say is I hope Brad Stevens knows every decision he makes is going to fall on his shoulders at this point. So, I know. There's no, there's no bailout. I no. think there's going to be a lot. No, I think they will be yeah. doing some sort of rebuilding, hence why you decided yeah. to trade them away uh, in the first place. Because if you think about it, now your big stars are Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown. And, that, and, and that's literally it. Mm. Yeah, you bring Al Horford back. Cool. He was a good player for you guys. But, like, you get a 2023 second round pick. Like, that's... Like... I would assume that you're you're deciding. Oh, maybe it's time to do this crap, like do this stuff all over again. Hmm. Um, 
rebuild the Boston Celtics because I hate to say it. He, he basically did rebuild the Celtics hmm. as a head coach. Like, they were nothing before yeah. he came in. He rebuilt that team through the draft, and that's where they are today. He thinks, hmm. well, if I did it before, I can do it again. Yeah, and he this said, basically, who needs you? And I get more say. Exactly. Um, <laughs> continuing on, Zion yeah. Williamson's. This is a very interesting story. Apparently... His family wants him out of New Orleans, but Zion Williamson himself hasn't stated that there's anything wrong with his situation with New Orleans. This is um, just like Lonzo. I just think this is like do you think Lavar because of that, because his family. Do you think it's because of his family wanting him out? He's gonna want to stay, or do you think you know what? My family's right. I think before, I should be traded. Before I even answer that. Can I just say that this is Lavar 2.0 right now, in a way? This is this is uh, an issue. Kind of seems like it. Okay, I just want to say real quick. This is an issue we have in youth sports right now. Is this is an issue where we have parents trying to live vicariously through their children's experiences? Yeah. And to those parents, as a youth coach, shut the hell up. Okay. Shut the hell up. Okay, I'm allowed to say that word here now. Okay. I don't... I'm not going to say the F word. I'm just going to say shut the hell up. Stay out yes. of it. Let your kids be your kids. Don't preach on their exactly. behalf. That's what Zion has an agent for. Okay? Exactly. As, as a youth coach... Okay... If a kid has a problem with his playing time, you can come up to me and talk to me about that. But don't preach to me or the referees like your kid is the only thing that's important on the basketball team or all important on the football team. Okay? It's a team sport for a reason. Okay? Um, mm -hmm. So that's just what I want to say. Cause this... These are the kinds of issues that get on my nerves of seeing those parents living vicariously through their kids' experiences. If you wanted to have that experience, if you wanted to be the all-star, maybe you should have taken more time and invested it into that sport. Or maybe you should have taken better care of yourself. No offense, but if you had taken better care of yourself, maybe you wouldn't have suffered that career-ending injury. I'm sorry, maybe I'm going too far with this. Um, but you know, it, it, it's the one thing that annoys me as a youth coach. Um, now Zion's family should stay out of this. And if Zion oh, is I the agree. one, and if Zion is the one saying this, then he needs to grow a pair at this point. Okay. You're, oh, I, I agree. You're in year two of your career, buddy. Mm -hmm. You have no leverage right now. Okay. You have no room to talk about bad experiences right now. Because let me tell you something. You're in year two. Again, you're in year two. Shut your mouth and play the game. And get over it. And wait till your exactly. contract expires. And then let your con let your let mm. your agent and you sit down in free agency and make that decision that might just be the best for you. Okay? You're not on a five-year max deal right now. You're probably, hell, you're probably nowhere near that right now. 
Okay. Give it up. Give it a break. As we got a photo bomb. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I'll let you I, go on I, there. I, I was gonna say if you think that he, if you think that he is actually going to um be traded, what do you think would be like the best fit for, for Zion? I mean. There's a lot of interesting teams that he could end up getting in trade to if he does also want out and they somehow do um, make oh, some sort man. of trade happen. But you're also coming off a season that you did fantastic, like averaging See, the just over 20, close to 30 points a game. You were great in the paint. I get it, yeah. you know, the Pelicans have missed out on playoffs the last three years, hence why they just fired See. Stan Van Gundy after a year. See, I haven't but watched like, enough basketball uh, to talk about just... this, but I would say, though, the Sixers and the Knicks would be intriguing because yeah, the, I Knicks, can see the, Knicks. the Knicks are one all-star away from probably being contenders in the East. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I the Sixers, I mean... Zion on a rookie deal won't hurt their payroll very much. Um, no, I don't you think have, so You have Zion, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. You've got a pretty good team right there. Um, you know, but to me, though, that wouldn't be as satisfying as seeing the current Sixers team that they drafted go all the way. Yeah. So, I don't know. Those would be my two picks. I, I think the Knicks would be a great destination just because... Again, I feel like having a superstar like Zion could put them over the edge. They've already got Tom Thibodeau, who knows what he's doing. And they also um, have R.J. Barrett, his former you know, teammate, too. Um, so And Tom, Tom Thibodeau... Bringing them together would definitely... Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And Tom Thibodeau, I'm going to go back here. He's a guy who should have never gotten fired by the Bulls, so I just thought I'd throw that oh, out there. I agree. There. I definitely um, agree. And the Bulls are paying <laughs> for that decision every single day. But anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Um, so there's some definitely interesting stuff, but yeah, I think um, you should just deal with being with the Pelicans yeah, and yeah, just suck see it who up. your head coach is before you make the decision if mm. you want to you want to leave. I think you should just yeah. wait it out, see what's going to happen. Yeah. And go just like there. I said, wait it All out. All right. That's it um, for NBA let's, news. Let's, let's take a break actually. Cause we're at 42 minutes right now. So, okay. um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk NHL playoffs and we'll talk some MLB news. And then we have tinkle on this. That's all coming up right after the anchor, uh, after the anchor break. Oh my gosh. I tripped up right there, but yeah. we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back. We're ready to get going once again. Let's talk some NHL now. Um, the Lightning are supposedly up 2-1 to one against the Islanders. Uh, that may not last very long. They're down 3 nothing in the game to the uh, Islanders. Um, I'm going to hide my frustration here, but it looks like Game 5 is going to be 2-2 two to two between these two teams. Um, again... Most likely. Again, I remind you, we're recording on Saturday night, so this is going on as the game is going on. But, um, to be honest, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Clutterbuck. He's, um, 
how do I put it without breaking uh, tinkle rules here? Um, okay, okay. He's a jerk. Okay, that's about the only way to put yes. it. He's a little uh, fraidy cat. There we go. Fraidy cat. Okay. He literally punches somebody and cowers behind the ref. And then when he gets punched, he <laughs> cries for a penalty. He yep, yep, yep. Pretty much Clutterbuck. Um, you know, if any of you know Zach Fitzwater, um, he's actually in our Discord. Um, he has a word for people like that. I can't exactly say it on here, so um, I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him tell you. I'll let him tell you the word, okay? Because he doesn't get in trouble for stuff like that. But um, to be honest, the series is just a crapshoot, okay? Plain and simple. Um, we knew I knew it was going to be a tough challenge for the Lightning, but I didn't expect the crapshoot I saw in Game Two or Three. There, um, actually, it yeah. might have been Game Two. Um, just fight after fight, and Islanders were nothing but a bunch of sore losers after that game. And to be honest, like they're they're far from. Uh, oh my gosh, they're far from villains. Like, or I'm sorry, I'm. I can't think of what the names are for it, but um, they're far from the Flyers, which are, oh, goons. They're far from goons because, to be honest, yeah. goons at least don't back down from a fight. Some Islanders just back out and True. get the penalties for it. Um, They drew way too many penalties on Tampa, Um, some that shouldn't have even been called. Let's face it. Um, that play where Braden Point got pushed into the goalie, and I, I, I repeat again, he was pushed into the goalie um, by an Islanders player, and it was called goaltender interference. Okay, how are you going to call goaltender interference when it was right in front of you that a player pushed him into the goalie? He had no control over this. Right. I get goalie safety. But come on, that was ridiculous. That had to be the worst call I've ever seen in all of hockey. Um, okay. It shows just how much I've watched. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but not a fan of Cal Clutterbuck. Let's put it that way. I am not at all a fan of him. So, oh, if uh, I could get, if we could only get away with what I could actually really say about his last name. I would, but you know what? His real name is all we're gonna be yeah. saying because we you can know what I'm gonna say too. A great nickname for him after what he did. Um, we'll do that on uncensored version. Nah, but um, anyway, then yes. the oh Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights series, one that many Canadians fans probably weren't very confident on because of how good the Golden Knights are, but it is a 2-1 to one Golden Knights lead right now. Um, keep in mind they are. So many questions have been asked, um, where are they going to play? Because the Canadians have to come down from Canada to play the games. The Canadian government has offered a exemption for the Las Vegas Golden Knights to quarantine upon arrival in Canada. So they can go to Canada and not have to quarantine. Same for the Canadians coming into the U.S. They don't have to quarantine. So um, both teams are going to get to play their seven games um, in their respective stadiums. 
Um, just thought I'd throw that out there for those who don't watch hockey and for those who know the uh-huh. current uh, government situation with COVID regulations. So, yeah. Um, how are they going to manage that? Like, how are they going to know if it's the actual team crossing the border? Or not? Easy. Like, that's what I just want to <laughs> know. Like, how they're going to work that out. I mean, I mean, I guess technically it's business related so yeah. it could work out i mean but it's not like true business related it's sports like you know yeah granted sports are a business but in this case it's more athletics it's like say we were gonna cross the border to go play in a basketball tournament okay kind of the same thing true. but because it's pro sports um, I'm glad they're allowing this. I do hope they open the Canadian border soon. But again, I'm not going to dive into the politics of this. I'm going to leave that right. for another channel another day. Um, but yeah, my exactly. thoughts so far, um, to be honest, this series is about going how I expected it. Um, yeah. I think Vegas has got this series. Um, they're looking really good right now. So... Um, I wouldn't be I shocked. I say probably in six games. I'm going to go six. I, 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 I want to give the Canadians another game just because they've been playing really well. Um, I don't think anybody mm. expected them to get this uh, this far. So that is why I'm very high up on them right now. So um, with that, let's... Maybe with a flex the seven, but mm-hmm. I'd say six. Yeah. Um, but with that... Let's move on to MLB news. And this is actually fresh news. This happened yesterday. Again, keep in mind we're recording Saturday. It happened today. But you know the drill. So this happened Saturday. Um, The bench is cleared in Baltimore. Uh, uh, Alec Manoa pitched a ball right at Franco of the Orioles. Um, Got him in the arm. Needless to say, the bench is cleared. And because of that, Alec Manoa had to get tossed after a brief brawl. I believe the first of many brawls we'll see this season. Um, You know, it's always interesting when you see the players clear the bench. Um, So the big Mm -hmm. question I guess I got to ask here is, will there be any future suspensions coming our way? Uh, They'll have to be, just to be able to keep the game safe. Um, Of course, you know, there's many times where the pitchers throw it. You don't know if it's intentional. You don't know if it's, yeah. oh, well, my arm kind of, you know, slipped. Yeah. You don't know what could be, You don't be, know if he just honestly. didn't have control of his pitch. Um, of course, with everything, of course, you know, with them not being able to use, like, I don't, I forgot what it is. They can't use pine tar on the baseballs yeah. anymore, so like they can't like get a good yeah. grip on the baseball. Is what it is. I I was because I know we talked about it before, and I was like, what the heck do they mean by pine tar? Oh, yeah, it's a sticky I guess it means like stuff that they substance. use on the baseball to get a better grip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't know if that's plaguing them. Like See, they kind of they could be like. It could be slipping out of their hand, depending on the you know where they are. But you can't deliberately yeah. try to throw a baseball I at don't... somebody like that. I understand. Like that's why I say like you don't know if it's intentional. You don't know if it's like oh I kind of slipped on my hand and mm-hmm. I had no control of where it went. And I'm you know sorry it hit you, but 
kind of had no control of where it was going to go. You kind of do, in a way, in a sense, like, you kind of have some control of where it's going to go. So, I I just think it's right to have future suspensions. You you, you kind Um, of have to have some disciplinary action for something like that. Especially with it resulting in a bench clearing, hmm. um, not brawl, but like bench kind of a clearing, dis- like heated discussion. Arguments. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I saw the video. It didn't quite look like a brawl. Again, I've seen Rugnet or uh, Odor fight a guy. I think it was Bautista back in the day. Yeah, um, I've seen those kinds of brawls. That was nothing like this. This is a divisional game, though, which is a little concerning because I could see how they would interpret it as intentional. And the way the pitcher walked up to the hitter afterward kind of screamed like, yeah, something don't seem right here. So I think a fine is in order. I wouldn't say a suspension quite per se. Maybe a one game, um, but, you know, time will tell, I guess. Um what'll happen um also i guess today was the day of ejections um i i just read another story by the way uh joey Votto got tossed for arguing a strikeout um you can't argue strikeouts come on like (laughs) okay that's the one thing in baseball you can't argue it's an automatic ejection if you do so um joey Votto, just learn better okay exactly you know just go with the flow. All all with perception, but anyway. Now back on track here. Uh Byron Buxton, probably one probably the fastest man in baseball right now. And I'm not saying this because I'm a twins fan. I'm not just saying it because I'm a twins fan. But he's back um off the IL again. He's had kind of an injury plagued uh career to this point. And if it wasn't injury plagued, it was just rushed up to the majors. So it's always been something with him. <laughs> Um, and because of him coming back up, uh, Williams Ostadio was sent down to St. Paul. And apparently, according to the Twins organization, this was not an easy decision to send him back down because they did have to send a player down. Um, you know, the Twins currently 29 and 41. They're 14 games back of the Chicago White Sox in the division, 12 and a half games out of the wild card. I guess my biggest question. Is is this too little, too late? I mean, keep in mind we got a lot of games still to play. Not as of right now, it's probably not. But to be that far back from, I would assume first place, right? Chicago White Sox. Yeah, first that place, far behind first. Ahead. That's pushing it. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games to make up. That is a lot of games to make up. Um, not saying that they're not out of a wild card or some sort of mm-hmm. playoff spot. Anything could happen. It seems it's still. It's the middle of the season, but the season's still technically young to be able to really judge. Like, because we we said on here, there's 162 games on a year and we're like within the the halfway point See, so anything can happen between now and the end of the season but here's... so we can't really judge it off of that 
But right now, if you're that far back, yeah, it might be a little too late to get anywhere close to being in the discussions yeah. for wild card. Now, or even close to being first place. They are on a three-game winning streak right now, I should note. But here's where my overall concern is. I, I, here's the thing. I guess my, I guess if I had to ask, answer my biggest question here that I haven't asked yet is, you know, what's more realistic, them getting a wild card or them getting the, the division? Um, to be honest, I'm looking at this. I don't see a way for them to get the wild card really i mean the red sox and the blue jays are in a tight battle for the division they're actually tied for the division lead right now the tampa bay rays are on a four game losing streak um Mm -hmm. so boston so with them being tied right now both of them are listed in the wild card race and of course as i look at the wild card race keep in mind the houston astros are in the wild card race too um, you've got, again, I'm not going to say the name, but the Cleveland baseball team or Cleveland baseball club, they're in it too. Sorry, I had to. Um, but they got to get around them. I'm listing, I'm personally going to list um, the Toronto Blue Jays as a team that will be there at the end of all this. Um, yeah, they definitely will. I think they will. They're 34 and 35 right now, but I really, really strongly believe they will be there at the end of the year. Uh, It'd be interesting to see, see some like playoff baseball in Buffalo and but, if they were to be able to get in the playoffs. Yeah, but here's the thing as well. Um, as I look at the rest of the schedule coming up, so, you're saying, I'm looking through it. They're finishing up their series with the Rangers. They're currently up in that. They've won the series, but obviously they can go for the sweep tomorrow. Um, and Kenta Maeda's on the mound, so I would say they've got the sweep at this point. But then they've got two games against Cincy. they got a four-game series against Cleveland. And basically from there, it's all divisional. Um I think they've got to win these divisional series and put themselves within single digits entering the all-star break to have a chance. Okay, I will say that. They need to put themselves in, I would say, within eight or nine games to have a decent shot at the division. Otherwise, when it comes to July 29th, July 30th, if we're 10, 12 games back and we're not really close to 500, I would say maybe it's time to start thinking about what pieces we can get rid of to rebuild for next year and con- right. concede that you're just not going to make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> so I think right now they're on the fringe of that. But again, I, I, I set a realistic goal. If they're within seven to nine games... I think they're in this still. I still think they got a shot. Um, a slim one at best, but they got a shot. Right. Um, here's another big thing that's happening right now. Uh, Otani is going to be in the home run derby. Oh. And not as a pitcher. <laughs> so, yeah, as a, as, I'm excited. As a <laughs> um... I don't think he's the favorite, though. 
Okay, you want to know who my favorite is? Who? Okay, I'm going to tell you my favorite, and I think it's this guy uh, in Toronto. His name, he's leading the MLB in home runs right now. Um, I, I want to say his name is Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, his name's Vlad Guerrero. <laughs> and, nah, you should tell I was building suspense on that, but... <laughs> Um, Vlad Guerrero, I think, is the biggest threat if he's in it. Um, Tatis, I'm hoping, will be a part of it as well. Um, mm -hmm. But Otani being in it, Shohei Otani, that's going to be a hell of a home run derby. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and speaking of uh, Vlad Guerrero, um, he's having himself quite a year. year. 337 batting average. That's third in the MLB right now. Behind uh, Winker and Castellanos from Cincinnati. Um, then you've got him basically as the home run king by one home run right now. And on top of it, he's got 59 RBIs, runs batted in. And then he's that's leading the MLB by three. And then he's fifth in the MLB in complete leaders, um, being hits, and then, of course, not on the stolen base list. But he's given Otani a run for that M MVP in the AL. Keep in mind, the MVPs are split by uh, leagues or conferences. Yep, unlike any other uh, sport. Yeah. So, I'm telling you, he's my... You know, I said Otani's going to win MVP, but I also stated it's still early in the year. Things can change. Mm -hmm. I think it's Vladdy. Vladdy is going to be in that run. And he's, you know, I think if Vladdy gets the uh, um, MVP, I can see Otani getting the uh, um, pitching title, the Cy Young. It's Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him landing uh, that. I don't know. I think it'll be a battle between him and uh, Jacob DeGrom yeah. when it comes to that. As far as Guerrero, mm -hmm. um, those that's kind of scream MVP favorite to be honest. But you're yeah. right. It is still early in the year, so we don't know. Yeah, of course. Anything can change between now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll see, um, keep in mind, you're saying this is big for Toronto too. I mentioned the trade deadline. I mentioned how Minnesota's probably going to have to be within single digits by the all-star break and they're going to have to be yeah. even closer by July 29th. I guess in a way you can argue that Toronto's in the same boat. But at the same time, when you come down to July 29th, they need to figure out how to help Vlad Guerrero at the end of the day. They need to get, in a way, a little bit better of a supporting cast around them. I don't know what help they can give them, but anything is helpful at this point to ensure that this team does make playoffs. The Buffalo Blue Jays, come on. We're going to change the Bills song. It's no longer Bills want to make me want to shout. For baseball season, it's Blue Jays make me want to shout. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I'm done.
Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, let's go on to our favorite part of the show oh, every yeah. single week. Oh, yeah. And it is Tinkle on this. You know you get ready for this moment. And Jason kind of gave it away earlier. So blame him. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, um, well, I, I didn't really. <laughs> We're back on basketball. Um, but anyway, the 76ers, um, keep in mind, we were talking about them earlier. They blew a 26-point yeah. lead against the city of Chokers. The Atlanta Falcons <laughs> sat and watched this game, and they took notes, okay? They took notes. Oh, <laughs> so this so this is how you not blow a lead. Good to know. Um... Uh, Thanks, yeah, thanks, they better have. thanks, Atlanta, for t- thanks, uh, Hawks, for showing us not to blow leads, and thank you for showing us how to come back into games, assuming we're ever the ones trailing. And oh, by the way, hey, Philadelphia, tinkle on this, okay? Seriously, <laughs> if you blow a lead to the city of Chokers, that's pretty bad, okay? Let's put it this way. This city has been known for years as the choking city. Come on. I I know, exactly. Come on, okay. Philadelphia. Okay. Get your crap not... together. I I, yeah. I I get it, you're not totally out of the series yet, but come on now. Come on. You can't be blowing this... those kind of leads. You know what, Doc Rivers and the seventy sixers, you know what we gotta say on this? Tinkle, yeah, tinkle on, on this. That because and can I add into done messed up, son? You done I, messed up. Can I just add into it's not just tinkle on this for that. Come on, this this deserves a Joe Biden. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we had to get political first for a brief two seconds, but anyway. Come on, man. Come on, man. No, but, we gotta go like that uh, NFL. Or, yeah, Come that on, too. man. Okay, you saved me from that. But, um, there we go. That's all we've got for this week. Again, we want to wish all the fathers a happy Father's Day. We will be back next Sunday with another episode. Um, stay tuned. Next week we'll have an update on the 4th of July. Most likely. Um, yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, we, we're still figuring this out. So, um, mm-hmm. I know we've already announced out of turn four is not going to be happening the week of the 4th of July. But mm-hmm. um, the reason is I want to be sure that we have this situated, you know, like dead set. This is what we're doing before I make an announcement here. That's why I kind of had to stop here right there. <laughs> so... Sorry, I know you were winding up. You're ready. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll have an announcement next week. Um, another thing coming up, and maybe we'll discuss this, we have the ESPYs coming up in three weeks. So maybe, oh, really? we'll, so maybe what hmm. we'll do is we'll take the awards for the ESPYs and we'll uh, give out our own awards. Ooh, the Tinkle, like base, tinkle Sports Awards. Yeah, the Tinkies. The Tinkies is what we'll call them. Yes. And we'll use all the uh, awards from the SBs and give out our own thoughts on that. Maybe. Maybe, just maybe. So you'll have to stay tuned, figure out what we decide to do. But until then, guys, 
we will see you next Sunday.